conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Well, yesterday you heard from the organization AFRI for a mayor said they're angry at the decision by the Legal Practice Council to allow people to write their exams to be attorneys only in English. In the past, people could also write their exams in Afrikaans. At the moment, almost all court cases are heard in English. There are other legal services like drawing up contracts or wills that could be done in other languages. Bosani Mabunda is a, me- is a member of the Legal Practice Council Executive Committee and chair of the Education and Standards Committee of the Legal Practice Legal Council. Bosani, good morning and thank Thanks for your time. Good morning to you, Stephen, and the listeners. Why did you decide to scrap the Afrikaans exams? This is um, a policy. I mean, a policy decision relating to language policy, and then it's not about uh, having decided to scrap uh, Afrikaans as a policy. Remember that uh, the LPC or the Legal Practice Council, when it commenced. As a brand new entity, it had to formulate a lot of uh, policies, including, amongst others, its uh, language uh, policy, which was non-existent. So it actually started from that particular premise and that particular slate. Okay. Why then, let me put the question another way to get to the same point. Why then are you only allowing people to write their exams in English? As you have just uh, alluded uh, in your introduction, that uh, from uh, the court perspective also, the language of record is uh, equally uh, English. And uh, we, 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 we had to also uh, align ourselves with uh, that particular aspect. But in the same vein, uh, it's equally aligning, aligning uh, ourselves with uh, the one which you alluded to uh, with respect to interpret, interpretation of language uh, from, the, from, 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 from the government perspective. Okay, but I mean, lawyers don't just argue in court. They do all sorts of other things. Many lawyers never appear in court. Um, they'll do conveyancing. They'll do uh, wills. They'll do contracts. Those can be in other languages. Isn't it a little bit um, uh, restrictive to say, well, because only people, you can only argue in English in court, therefore, uh, you know, you can't do the exams in other language. I mean, I mean uh, isn't it just restrictive to say English only? It's not. It's 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 not. It's not restric- restrictive from a policy perspective. The first thing, as you pointed out, is uh, the language of uh, correspondence, which is uh, communication. I uh, that one had already been uh, put into effect uh, upon uh, upon 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 adoption and uh, from the beginning. So the only one which was uh, deferred. That uh, uh, was relating to the examination, uh, as, examination, examination aspect, and uh, for a variety of reasons which were allude, alluded to, and uh, it was ultimately uh, decided that uh, let uh, there be a, a uniform policy of uh, this particular this particular uh, uh, language. Basani, I had fully expected you to argue that the decision was taken because it was too, would be too expensive to do exams in other languages. Is cost not a factor? It, it's a definite factor. It's a definite factor, and then uh, uh, and it's a very, very uh, uh, serious, serious factor. Um, 
if AfriForum or someone else helped to cover that cost, would that make a difference? Well, that would be something which would have to be uh, put on the table and be deliberated uh, uh, through council. And uh, obviously, we would have uh, regard to a variety of factors, uh, including the the implications thereof, uh, which uh, uh, the multiplicity of factors which you alluded to yesterday will come into the uh, fray with respect to interpretation. And uh, we equally have regard to what the implications likely with respect to the matters which will ultimately go to court. But having, having said that quickly, uh, it has not been said that people should not get translations or interpretations uh, with, uh, in, in the other languages. In, in the other languages. But we are saying that for the purposes of uh, the LPC, in terms of the language policy, the medium of communication internally and outside, as well as uh, dealing with the exam purposes, will be in, uh, in English. Okay. In, other so- words, in other words, in other words uh, like she pointed out, uh, if ever you are advising uh, your, your, your uh, people, there is nothing which says that uh, lawyers should not be advising their clients in Zulu, in Zulu uh, by way of example, or in Afrikaans, or Tonga, or any other uh, uh, South African language. That has always been done, uh, that is being done, and that continues to be done. So if we could have a delineation of those issues. Okay, it, I mean, look, Bosani, there are lots of different issues here, and my job is to argue against whoever I'm talking to. But yeah. it, it would seem to me that perhaps a policy of trying to uh, help people become lawyers in all official languages might be better, more enabling, more South African, than just limiting people to English. Well, uh, that is a common course language which has got a general application even across uh, government. Uh, that's why we do have uh, institutions like the Pan-African Language Board. And uh, like, you pointed, like you pointed out, uh, and uh, which I confirmed, that the issue of cost and cost implications uh, are very much uh, uh, restraining. So in the course of the country being involved uh, towards the progressive realization of all this particular right, uh, it, 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 is, it, it is a journey. But uh, uh, in the course of that particular journey, there are those particular constraints and restraints. Basani, uh, yesterday we took a call. So we had a conversation with Afri Forum. I know you've listened to that conversation. Um, after that, we took a call from Mklakazi in Mklanduli in the Eastern Cape. Mklakazi excuse me, is blind. He can't see. And he has been studying to be an attorney. And he said in his exams, he had to answer questions about bookkeeping. And he said he would never do his own bookkeeping. He would employ someone to do his bookkeeping for him as an attorney because he can't see. And he's prepared to do that. And yet he can't pass the exams without passing that section of the course. And it seemed to me, um, from what he said, 
this might discriminate discriminate against someone who is blind. Are you able to deal with this case? We've had, I mean, there was a blind judge on the, con- there was a judge on the Constitutional Court who couldn't see it, been, you know, unsighted since he was a young boy. Um, it seems to me that this is something you should be able to deal with. And Klakazi shouldn't be stopped from being a lawyer, an attorney, because he can't see. Definitely, uh, he should not be stopped from being a uh a lawyer because he can't he can't see. Um, here is the true point, and then the record uh, in the country will uh, point out that uh, there is no one who is being stopped uh, from being a lawyer by virtue of being a, 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 a virtually impaired or a, a impaired in any form or manner. There are a lot of. Uh, legal practitioners uh, in the form of advocates and in the form of attorneys who were blind and then who have gone through uh, the processes and then Mm. there is not a discrimination uh, whatsoever. But quickly, with respect to whether or not and then they should be exempted from uh, doing uh, uh, accounting or bookkeeping, as as it's been called, there can't be such a blanket, uh, a, 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 what do you call it? A, a, a blanket exemption. A, a blanket ex- ex- exemptions. If anything, we should be discussing about uh, mechanisms of as of assisting uh, of assisting assisting them so that they are not disadvantaged in the course of them uh, wanting right. to reach out the goal. Right, Basani, I hope you can work something out on that. I really do, and we'll keep in touch with yourselves and Mtlakazi on that. Basani Mabunda is a member of the Legal Practice Council's Executive Committee and Chair of the Education and Standards Committee.